Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Okay, Bezat Hashem, we're holding on the Dafyur Aleph Amud Aleph, 11a, in Masechet We're starting at the third line of the page. The last thing we discussed, actually, it's this week's parasha we're going to get to today. Miketz. The last uh, discussion that we had was about how when you're traveling from one place where they're fasting to not fasting, you have to accept the chumrot of both. And Yaakov said to his children, Why should you show off to Bnei Yisav and Bnei Ishmael that you have food if they don't have food? Not appropriate. So on that note, the Gemara picks up and tells us we had just said about traveling. That was really the last thing about traveling. You shouldn't eat so much. And so what the Gemara tells us now is a very important message about empathy. What's empathy and sympathy? What's the difference between them? Anybody know? I don't remember what the difference sympathy is. Empathy is to be nice. Empathy is to care. I don't remember which what the difference is. Empath- empathy and sympathy. What's the difference between empathy and sympathy? Empathy, empathy when it comes to the feelings of another. And sympathy when it comes to the suffering of another. But the feelings are one's own. It's a very interesting feeling. I don't really get that, but okay. When it comes to the feelings of another, sympathy you attend to the suffering, but the feelings are your own. Okay, not sure. Anyways, that's good. It doesn't make a difference. Either way, the Gemara tells us here a very important message of empathy regarding when other people are suffering. Third line on the page. Amar Avyud Rav. You see? Amar Avyud Rav. Avyud Rav says, Kol amariv atzmo ra'avon. Anybody that causes themselves to starve, mariv, lashon ra'av, famine. Anybody that starves, starves himself in the years of famine, nitzel mimitamishuneh. He will be saved from a mitamishuneh. Mitamishuneh means a uh, strange death, which is any sort of death besides for dying on your bed. He starves himself when other people are starving of famine. He's not. Okay, he's in a situation he could enjoy himself. But he decides that he's going to suffer along with the tzibur who are suffering. Such a person, he starves himself in the years of famine, he doesn't have to. Like we learned about the Bnei Yaakov. Similar idea. He will be saved from itamishuneh. He'll be saved from a strange death. Strange death, by definition, means any death other than dying on your bed of old age, basically. That's mitamishune. Famine, kind of death? war, those kinds of... He'll be saved from a strange death. Meaning, he'll die like a normal person in his old age on his bed. Not in a war or because of famine or some other reason. That's the Gemara tells us. How do we know this? Shene Amar, it's a pasuk in Iov. Now, the pasuk is like this. It says, Bera'av padcha mimavet. Now, like, the simple pshat in the pasuk is, Bera'av padcha, from famine, you were you were redeemed or saved. Mimavet from death. The simple pshat is is Eov was saved from famine and from death. Okay, that's the simple pshat. Eov, Eov, you know, it was the man of uh, extreme suffering. You were saved from famine and death. But the Gemara tells us if that's the pshat, meira'av mibayle. It should have said from famine. Meaning, if it means from famine you were saved, you were redeemed. So then it should have said meira'av. From famine, but it says biraav elachikamar. So the Gemara says, what does it mean biraav padchamimavet? What it means to say is like this: 
in the reward of the fact that he starved himself in the years of famine, meaning Eov previously had starved himself during years of famine. When others were suffering, he suffered along with them. Meaning, by engaging in Ra'av when others were suffering, therefore he was saved from a strange death. So to plug it back in the Pasuk, somebody with famine, by starving yourself when others are suffering, you will be saved from a strange death later. He suffered, he suffered, but he didn't die. And also all of it came back afterwards. We know that's the end of the story. Things worked out well. But the point is, is that this is a lesson. You suffer along with people when they're suffering. You don't turn the blind eye to that. Turn the other way. You're saving yourself from a strange sort of death. It's a tremendous thing. Amreish Lakish. Reish Lakish says now another idea, but the same note. And this, I, I mentioned it yesterday in the shir. Asur adam l'shamesh mitato b'shnei ra'avon. It's prohibited for a person, the shamesh mitato. Really, this word, the shamesh mitatosh. What does shamesh mita mean? It means the, u- the usage of the bed. But really, it means relations. It means intimacy between man and wife. Why is it called tashmish amita? Because Chazal talk in a lashon naki, in a clean way or a nicer way. So that's what it means. The shamesh mitato. It's prohibited for a person to have relations with his wife in the years of famine. Now, why? Same idea. Because if the world is suffering, you shouldn't be being intimate with your wife, which is a pleasure when everybody else is suffering. Okay, so it's prohibited to have... Hold on, hold on. It's prohibited to have relations during years of famine as, a, as an element of suffering along with people. Where do we find this? This week's parasha. Shneemani Kitz, the Pasuk tells us... That's right. Yosef HaTzadik had two children, Ephraim and Minasheh. Now we know Yosef was the viceroy, the second in command in Egypt, and there were seven years of plenty, and then after that there were years of famine. Okay? What does the Pasuk say? Yosef yulad banim, for Yosef, two sons were born. Before the years of famine had arrived. So what's the emphasis? The emphasis is his children were born before the famine. Why were they born before the famine? He didn't have relations during the famine, so he didn't have any children. Okay, so from Yosef we derive, I mentioned it yesterday, how he had constraint, he had uh, controlled himself. Exactly. He didn't have relations during those years of famine because there was suffering going on. I just want to stop for a second. Everyone out of Mitzrayim was suffering. So we decided he has to suffer as well. If you remember, we mentioned Lamatitra'u, right? Why you show who, who was the issue? Who were you going to show off in front of? So who does he have to join together in his suffering with? His family, you'd assume. Just keep that in mind for a second. So the Gemara is telling us then, Yosef didn't have relations during those years because he had to join in his family's suffering. Let's just finish up because of your question. Tana the Brayta adds to this, banim, somebody that's lacking in children, meaning he hasn't fulfilled mitzvah of pru revu yet, so he hasn't had the number of children he has to. and they could have relations in the years of famine. So now, just a couple of points here. Hold on, a couple of quick points here. We're saying that even though it's prohibited because you have to suffer along with your family or the tzibor that's suffering, 
somebody who's lacking children, he hasn't done the mitzvah yet, could have relations to have children. So Dr. Pomper just pointed out, Yosef had two boys, Ephraim and Menashe. That's not the mitzvah. So why would he stop? So some of the Achronim say, this is like Beit Shammai, who says the mitzvah of Pru Revu is to have two boys. We don't pass him like Beit Shammai, we pass him like Beit Hillel, a boy and a girl. Some say it seems like Yosef was following the position of Beit Shammai. Very interesting. Okay. But now Tosafot comes along and he asks a very strong question. Look at the top Tosafot. Asur la'adam l'shamesh mitato v'shnei ra'avon. Tosafot, let me just tell you the question outside and then we'll see it inside. Tosafot says, if you remember, we know how many Jews went down to Mitzrayim? Seventy. But we, we also know, if you look through the Psukim, there were sixty-nine. It was Dinah, right? Not Dinah, yeah. Somebody was born between the walls, which was Yocheved. But who is Yocheved's father? Who was Yocheved's father? Who was Yocheved's father? Levi was Yocheved's father. So Tosafot says that means he had relations during those years of famine. So we're saying it's Asur, but Levi did clearly because Yocheved was born between the walls. So you're not allowed to, though. What do you mean? Are you saying he didn't have children? Maybe he did have children. Okay, maybe. We don't know that for sure, though. Yeah. No, no, no. That's something else. The mother of Moshe Rabbeinu. So you say that, but they came from Eretz Israel. The famine, was there was basically. the famine was there. The famine was there. That's the point. But if, they, famine, but if they are mechutz lachomot, if they are outside of the walls, so it's applicable also to. It was years of famine. Years of famine. It's everywhere. They had relations nine months before. Okay. Okay. But is it considered everywhere? Well, the simple shot is the, the, the people are suffering. People are suffering. You're not allowed to have relations. The Gemara says, "Tzahakad Levi have had relations." It's not like the Gemara. It seems to be Levi didn't do it and Yosef did. It's What's going on? on? What about? It doesn't make a difference. The Gemara says it's asur unless the, uh, you haven't had children yet. You don't have a boy. You don't have the requisite amount. You could say Levi didn't have children. So I didn't even think about that. Maybe Levi didn't have a boy and a girl. It's not clear, though. It's true. Very they had a boy and a girl. Maybe, so who, they, maybe they wanted to have two hold boys. Hold on. Do we know? One second. We know the children. We know, we know who the are the children, children of Levi? Levi? But, but we know that he, we only list the boys. They only list the Gershon, boys. Gershon. One second. Levi's children were Gershon, Kehat, and Merari. Right. So he didn't hold right? the Beit Shammai. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. So he yeah. had. Okay. I hear. I hear. That was a machlok. Do you hear what he's saying? Like I said, That's maybe good. they wanted to have two boys. Because he had Gershon, Kehat, and Merari. Okay. I hear. Maybe. I guess you can argue that. That's an interesting idea. Okay. Oh, so Tosafot says something very interesting. But everybody sees that. I mean, it comes out, Levi had relations, Yosef didn't. So what's going on? So Tosafot says, If you'll ask a question, The truth is, what you're answering is a good answer. I like that answer. Maybe Levi paskin like Beit Hillel, and Yosef paskin like Beit Shammai. It's very interesting. That could be a very good answer. Very good. Yocheved was born between the walls. That was a famine. It must be they had relations during the years of famine. So he says, Tosafot says an answer. It's a bit of a dochek, a difficult answer. But he says, It's not really prohibited. 
only somebody that wants to conduct himself in the midot of chasidim, which is a high level, he will be prohibited, but generally it's not asur. V'yosef lo shimesh. So Yosef, remember I mentioned yesterday, he's called chasid. Yosef didn't have relations because he wanted to act like a, a chasid. But other people did have relations. So Tosafot says, it's not asur meikaradin. It's only asur if somebody wants to act on a level of the chasidim, a high level. Yosef held of the chumrah, of that chasidut. Levi didn't hold of that. So, but we're talking about Levi. Hold, hold the whole of that. So, so my father mentioned Akashi. He says, but I don't understand. This, the answer is a little bit difficult. Because Levi, the Torah calls him Ish Chasidecha. The Torah calls Levi Ish Chasidecha. So to say that Yosef held of certain levels of Chasidut that Levi didn't hold of, Bichlal is a little bit difficult. So Rashiva said a different shot. My father quoted, his, I believe it was a Rezwaki, quoted. And he said a different word. He said like this. Very interesting idea. <clears throat> What's the idea of suffering with the Tzibor? It means there they're suffering. I have food or I could have relations and I'm going to refrain from that so I suffer along with them. Yosef was in Mitzrayim. He wasn't suffering. So he had to do an outward action in order to suffer along with his brethren. Where was Levi? He was in Canaan. He was suffering because he had a food shortage. So he didn't, so he didn't, one sec, no, this is later in the story. So he had to do, he didn't have to refrain from relations. It's only when you're not amongst the situation of suffering that in order to engage with them, to have empathy with them, then you have to refrain from relations. But Levi, he's already in the suffering. He is in Eretz Canaan. And therefore, hold on, and therefore in Eretz Canaan, he didn't have to refrain from relations. Now, if this pshat is true, this whole halacha is, is shifted. It's a very, very interesting idea. Shamat did say matan? I didn't get it clear. Listen. So if you're doing it to sympathize... Yosef is in Mitzrayim. In Mitzrayim, he has food, he has plenty. He's not suffering. He needs to feel the suffering of his family. So he has to stop having relations. Levi is in Canaan where there's no food. Since there's no food there, he's already suffering along with them. He doesn't need to do another thing, which is to refrain from Tashmish Amitah. He's allowed to have relations. So why Yaakov saying to his kids, You understand? Oh, you understand? I get it, because yeah. in Eretz they suffer already. So he's saying this is the second time. This is later. Lamatitra was when they had food still. That's how Raj is so fit. It actually fits not, perfectly in the storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they didn't have that. You say. So in Eretz Kenan, they suffered. The they didn't have food. They had shortage food later, later in the story. There's a, in the beginning, Lamatitra, they went the first time, they didn't have food. They had food, excuse me. In Mitzrayim, there yeah. is already food. They, they, it was so Lamatitra was to show off what? Wait, wait, wait. First of all, in Mitzrayim, there was mean? not a lot of food. Everyone was suffering still in Mitzrayim. There was food they were giving out, so people were. Say there was a plenty of food. No. There, was not, there was plenty he had to, in the sense that yeah, yeah. they had to give out to distribute yeah. so they weren't starving. Right. People were not living well. Okay. They were surviving. Makes more sense. I think it's a great shot, though. I think it fits nicely in the story. So, yeah. since Yosef was in Mitzrayim, and he had food, and he was comfortable. He was away from his family who were suffering. 
he has to do something to suffer, he stays away from Tashmish Amitah. I, I always thought from the Pshat was that he wasn't doing it because of his family in, Mitzri, in, 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 in Eretz Kanan, but it's because, because of all the Mitzri. Uh, you could there, say that. I hear. that I hear. babies and everybody I else could, is suffering. I, I could hear, I could hear, maybe. But now that's what get very interesting, like the Marsha, who says that the Bnei Yisroh, Bnei Yaakov, had to say because they're family. This would get into an interesting discussion. What would constitute a family or social group that would require you to participate in that kind of way? They say that, uh, you know, it says that he was a Nar, he was an Ivri, yeah. and that we're detestable to them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're such a small group. Yeah. It's rhymes millions of people. Yeah. Really? We're so detestable that they actually think about us? You know, I mean, it's hard to believe at that time they're thinking about us in Mitzrayim when we're so small. Seventy souls, right? And they have a, they know enough about us that we're detestable. That if a guy even says Ivri, everybody knows what he's talking about. So I'll tell you. Just recently, I was looking through my news feed of the top news stories, and what was incredible was that I went through the top like five stories. Each of them had a Jew in as an integral player in it somehow. I don't remember what they were off the top of my head. The ones in Israel, okay, that's obvious. But there were other ones also. Maybe some were negative, some were positive. But the Jewish people managed to yeah, make it front we were, page. Exactly. We were front page. And we've always been front page. That's how it's been. Always since the beginning of time. If there is no front page, then something is wrong. Yeah, that's how it is. Hopefully, yeah, in, a pos- hopefully in a positive light. <laughs> you know, but unfortunately, you know, the, the, the when it's too quiet, yeah. it means that something doesn't work well. You know why? Because Chazal Shalom, we are trying to be like the Bnei Edom and assimilation, and then slowly, slowly, Chazal Shalom. I think the pshat is is because Hashem created the world that way. Is that the entire world is essentially leaning on the Jewish people's behaviors? So by definition, by, def- right, by definition, we have to be front page in a good way. <laughs> Problem is, you know, we do Ponzi schemes and stuff like that. We also make front page, which is a disaster, because we do that pretty well too. But uh, the biggest, yeah, I, I heard a class by Rabbi Mizrahi today. Yeah, Rabbi Yosef Mizrahi. Yeah. Which he one? Said, Rabbi Yosef Mizrahi. He said there was a guy in Queens, Israeli Jew. <laughs> He's a hacker. He hacked the system of J.P. Morgan Chase. Wow. He took forty million dollars. Wow. He connected, he contacted them, and after 15 minutes, he deposited back the 40 million. He just wanted to show. He wanted to tell them, listen, I'm a hacker. I just want to prove you that your security system is not good enough. <laughs> you want it to be perfect, work with me. They sued him. They wanted to give him like 20 to 30 years wow. in jail. Wow. The FBI. <laughs> he pay, if I'm not mistaken, and this is the guy, it was like $400 million uh, bail that he paid or something. Out. And they he really got it from J.P. Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> they paid his bill. But he paid. <coughs> and he paid. Well, he had all that money. I, if he's able to enter to J.P. Morgan and take $40 million, probably the guy is like, you know, above and beyond, you know. Jews have always been front but and center. Just to explain, you, like, you know, to, to see what's the impact of a brain, what That's a person can do, like, you know. That's how monotheism, Avram Avinu is monotheism, <coughs> changed the entire world. Everything, not just the Jewish people, all of Christianity and all of Islam is because of him. The entire world, the whole world changed from a pagan system to believing in God. And that's it. We've always let been impactful like that. So let me get explained again with the story with Yochevet, just to make sure that we are recap. Yochevet is the daughter of Levi. Levi. 
Okay. If Levin have like the doctor Pompa said, only boys. Yeah. Let's say we can actually give the Terutz that he was actually following Bet Hillel. That, that's a different answer. It's a good answer. Man. Because Yosef was follow, was Machmir and going Bet Shammai. Yeah. So he took. It's not Machmir. No, Machmir. It's not Machmir. It's different Shitot. Yeah. You know, he just followed the Shitai. Know that he can control it. But um, so he, he wanted to have a relation because he wanted to be Mekayim. A girl, I'd say. Whatever. What was the story with the Chomot? She was born Ben Achomot. That's where she was. Mitzrayim. When the Jews were traveling down, it says... There, it says so it's uh, not 70, 69. That's why it lists 69, but there were 70 altogether. Because she was born between the walls. If you count in the Torah, there are only 69 people, but they say 70. Oh, I got it. They name every one of them, right? And there are 69 names, but it says Shivim Nefesh. So the answer is, Rashi says, the one that's missing is the one... She didn't come down with them, but she... She was and there in the Mitzrayim. Of the, of the, the biggest of the Goel, uh, exactly. on earth. Exactly. That ever lived. Well, three kids. Her three kids did all this pretty well. Didn't it's it? true. It's true. They, were, they founded the nation, essentially. Kids, so that's the story. So Tosafot says, it's only a Minag Hasidut. Yosef was no head with Minag Hasidut, and Levi was not. That's what he says. That's true. I'm saying a different shot from my father. But because that's if, a kid, if a kid like, like this coming from a woman is born under a relation that, you know, that they are not... Yeah. Right. Or whatever. I have to say, I guess so. It's got to be. That's the validity perfect, too. Perfect. Yeah, you know, a kid so. like Moshe Rabbeinu will come from uh, roots like that. Yeah. All right, so I guess we'll stop here. We'll stop at 10 and we'll pick up with this tomorrow. Let's review.